My name is Leslie Boomer, and this is Grow the Benches Weekly Short. We are coming to the close of the month of January, and this morning I'm speaking with Phil Harwood. Welcome, Phil. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you betcha. I um, pretty consistently, you and Neil, although this month I know that we did speak to um, Danielle Look from... Uh, another provider that we work that's with right. often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always exciting to have a guest blog and then podcast um, person to add some interest. But at any rate... Just as long as they don't take away too much of our time. I, know, we like to talk. You know I, that. I do know that. Who doesn't I mean, like to talk? <laughs> and you're good at it, so that's great. Um, today... We're going to be talking about something that is really kind of primary to the business um, that we're in, uh, the renewal process. And you have some interesting things to talk about here. So go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's that time of year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm always, you know, preaching that, especially in our industry, you know, a lot of the renewals, especially landscape renewals, contract renewals for landscape management contracts anyway, occur at this time of year and so from that perspective uh january 2nd is go time yes i guess this year january 2nd was a holiday so maybe january 3rd but Mm -hmm. you know it's go 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 get these things signed because you know we don't want to be signing you know landscape management contracts in may or june just like we don't want to be signing snow contracts in november in december (laughs) so yeah for sure (laughs) um But, you know, this whole idea of renewals, this whole renewal process that our industry just has to go through really has me thinking, you know, is there a better way? Okay. Say more. a better way to approach this. (laughs) Yeah. So so to begin with, you know, the first thing is, and I saw this a lot with my company, you know, when I was a contractor and, you know, the companies that I've worked with, I see so many one-year agreements. And it just really has me questioning the value of that. Um, I understand there's customers that require it, but why? Why do they require it? Why do they Why do they put their people through this exhausting, massive, time-consuming, expensive process? Or why do we Why do we let them go through it? No kidding. I mean, that is such a time suck at the beginning of the year. And then when you have somebody, if you're a contractor, if you have somebody that's dragging their feet, it just turns into days and weeks of work. Well, and I think the reason is, for, from the contractor's perspective, you know, if they're committing to one-year contracts, maybe it's a new contract, and so they don't know how it's going to go. That's a mm-hmm. legitimate, I understand. Sure, one, pricing. One-year agreement. Yep. Um, or from the property manager's perspective you know maybe there's a trust issue or Mm -hmm. or but honestly i think it's just this is the way we've always done it type thing and so i feel like you know the best approach for a contractor is to really challenge the status quo and say hey these one-year agreements this this whole process we go through every year of renewing these one-year agreements never made sense it doesn't make sense today we all have better things to do Let's do three-year agreements. Let's do a five-year agreement. Let's do a seven-year agreement. Let's do an evergreen agreement that doesn't need oh, to yeah. be renewed at all. Let's let's mm-hmm. take all the pricing out of the out of the agreement itself. Let's make the pricing a um, 
addendum to the contract or a change order. So if, you know, obviously prices change, we, we need to be able to change prices, but the base contract itself, the master agreement, if you will, is the relationship. Why, why, why do we have to renew that every year? Nothing's changing in all that boilerplate stuff, right? Well, that that's very true. And as long as you're performing throughout the year and I want to stress what you just said, relationship. You're keeping that relationship um, healthy. Yeah. Why kind of go through this whole process year on year? Well, I mean, obviously all these contracts, every contract has a, a termination clause. Every every contract, you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90, whatever it is. Sure. There, there's an easy way for everyone to get out. So it's not about that. It's not about how long am I trapped in this contract because everyone can get out. It's about, hey, I'm committing to you to be your contractor or I'm I'm hiring you. Why do I want to go through? Number one, there's there's such a learning curve. Mm -hmm. So so nobody, no property manager wants to change contractors every year. Okay, they don't. Well, no, no, of course not. So (laughs) so the presumption of this one year agreement is that everything's up for grabs every year, <laughs> you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's just, we can re reorder all of our contractors on all of our properties every year. It doesn't make sense. No one wants to do that, but we're acting like that's what we're going to do. It doesn't make sense it, for it, either, either side. It really doesn't. I mean, if you're happy with your contractor, if they're performing to the letter of, of the agreement, how easy is it? I mean, the, the trust element is humongous. And, you know, the finished product, that's high quality. I mean, why would you change that? Yeah. No, I'm not naive. I know that the large management companies, if they've if they've been doing one-year contracts forever, mm-hmm. you're not going to get them to change. Okay. But you can try because you might be able to eventually crack the code. Um, or another option that I write about in this week's blog is to change the timing of renewals. Oh, so shift those renewals. So for landscape, move them into the fall Mm -hmm. for snow, move them into the spring. And this has been happening, you know, quite a bit over the last 10, 15, even 20 years. Um, We moved one of our very largest landscape customers to a fall renewal. And um, I can't remember whose idea it was, but, it was great because it was a very significant part of our portfolio, and it took a lot of pressure off the spring. We knew it. We oh, knew what contracts yeah. we had. It was the end of the season, so we had you know full awareness of how the season went. We had money put aside in the budget for next year's enhancements mm-hmm. and project work. There was there were no unknowns. We could order our flowers, um, so it really helped with planning and just just. It was one less thing we had to worry about all all winter long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have you have your year kind of set up by January fifteen, that's a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like you're not going to continue to sell, but right. having that those fundamental those primary contracts in place, wow. Yeah, so. Those are a couple big things that I feel like contractors would be really smart to push the envelope on, see if they can get some movement on. Aside from that, just the normal process itself, what I see in a lot of companies, I saw this in my own company, is a 
uh, overly complicated process with mm-hmm. way too many steps. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good opportunity to really look at those steps, look really question yourself, really analyze that process. Because I think I know from my experience that can be really sh- shrunk down from you know, I mentioned the blog, 65 steps down to 25 or 45. Like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact, like we actually counted the steps of a contract renewal at my company. It was over 50. And I think we wow. got it down to in the twenties. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> you know, if you think about all the pieces to the puzzle, because, yeah, sure. you know, before you renew something, you have to, you have to do some financial analysis and you have to, you know, today prices are increasing, so you have to figure out that price increase, and there's a lot to this. Absolutely. So my next question is kind of naturally going to go to, what kind of resources does Grow the Bench um, offer either online or through consulting services? Well, I would say we have a couple really great um, courses focused on sales and sales techniques and sales process um, and account management that Certainly, uh, mm-hmm. we would encourage people to check out. Aside from that, you know, both Neil and I, you know, this is an area that we both really excel at. We've done a lot of work in this area. So we would certainly be able to advise somebody in this area as well. Yeah, that would um, be so worthwhile to have the conversation sure. to get, you know, your brain on top of this is what we're doing and this is what it looks like and, and how can we change this up for our specific needs. That'd be great. Yes. Yeah. So challenge the status quo. There Absolutely. Well, thanks, Phil. This has been a, a, an interesting conversation because it is one that's so critical to uh, the bottom line of any organization, that, that contract and how you um, approach it, what it brings forward for you for the year. And do you really need to do that every year? Yeah. Um I would encourage our listeners to contact Phil or Neil with questions, but also if you have processes that you would like to share, um, contact Grow the Bench and That'd share be those. If you have great ideas that you think are um, have been working for you, everybody would like to know that if you're willing to share. So um, for Grow the Bench and the Weekly Short, again, I'm Leslie and We thank you for listening this week, and we'll be talking to you again in the month of February. Until then, have a great week.